the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, this is Pastor Dale O'Shills of Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to invite you to tune in to our weekly radio program titled Practical Living right here on WAVA. And I also would encourage you to join us for one of our weekend worship services. All the information about services and locations can be found at our website at church-redeemer.org. That's church-redeemer.org. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. The important thing to remember when it comes to relationships or any realm of life is that you and I need something from God. We need, I'm going to write the word on the board, we need wisdom. Wisdom is something that is desperately needed by us as human beings to function as God designed us to function. And God is the all-wise God, and He desires to give wisdom to us. And you can't function well without wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? Let me give you a basic definition, a simple definition for wisdom. I'm going to ask you to read it together with me, and let's read it aloud and loudly together. Here we go. A set of guiding truths about life that bring the best results to your life. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is a set of guiding, notice this, truths, things that are really true, and they guide you, guiding truths about life, how you're to live your life, that bring the best results to your life. God wants you to experience the best results for your life. He wants you to have the best life possible. That doesn't mean that everything's going to always be perfect in your life or that everything's going to always go well. But even in the midst of difficulties in life, God wants to bring out the best and bring out his purposes. Now, when it comes to relationships, we need wisdom as well. And God doesn't just indiscriminately give wisdom. You have to seek it. You have to go after it. Proverbs chapter 4 reminds us of this, as well as many other places in Scripture. Notice Proverbs 24, verses 20 through 22. My son, my daughter as well. Notice this, pay attention to what I say. You've got to seek it. You've got to look for wisdom. Pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. When you pursue wisdom and you gain wisdom, it gives you fresh life. It gives you real meaning in life, and it allows you to experience healthy things in your life, including healthy relationships. So what I want to do today is I'm going to talk to you about some principles. Actually, what I hope to do today is to inspire you to gain wisdom in the relationships of your life. And this is going to sort of be a beginning point for what we'll talk about weekend after next as we get into some specific skills that are required for our relationships. Let's take a look at some wisdom for relationships. Number one, we must understand that the quality of our relationships will determine the quality of our life. If you want to improve the quality of your life, you work on your relationships because the quality of your relationships will always determine the quality of your life. 
Absolutely nothing contributes to your life quality more than your relationships. Certainly your relationship with God contributes to the quality of your life as well as your relationships with other people. In fact, I am learning and have learned through the years, and I'm sure that many of you could say it's true for you as well, that you can get through just about anything in life if you have the right people around you. You can get through all kind of stuff in life if you've got people that are supportive, that are there with you and walking with you on and in that journey. The Apostle Paul, this great apostle of the faith who gives us much of the New Testament, understand, understood the role of relationships and quality of life. His life quality was improved by relationships in his life. This great apostle valued people and he valued them greatly. I'm going to give you a story from Paul's life found in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Listen to what he says. He describes a time in his own spiritual journey when he was involved in ministry. He says, for when we came into Macedonia, and Macedonia is the location of a little a city called Philippi. There's one of the books in the New Testament called the book of Philippians. So he says, for when we came into Macedonia, we had no rest, but we were harassed Keywords here at every turn, conflicts on the outside, and what else? Fears where within. Let's stop there for a moment. So here's this great man of faith who says, We're going through, we went through this difficult time in Macedonia. We had no rest in our bodies, no rest in our minds. We were being harassed everywhere we turn, conflict all around us. He's talking about the persecution he experienced for preaching the gospel. And this persecution, all this conflict created what for Paul? fear for him. So here he's in this very difficult set of circumstances. But God, say that phrase with me, but God who comforts the downcast, so he's describing himself as being downcast, comforted us, notice how, by the coming of Titus. This is an amazing passage to me. Because this great apostle who knew God so well, loved God so deeply, had an amazing relationship with God. He describes a time in his life when he was going through extreme difficulty. He's in an emotional low point in his life. His inner resources are completely depleted. His emotional account was almost empty. Here he's at this point, and what he describes as being a turnaround moment happened when somebody showed up in his life by the coming of who? Titus, a person that God helped Paul by, God comforted Paul by a person. The quality of Paul's life was improved by having the right person in his life. All of us are called to have a Titus or have Tituses in our life, and we're called to be a Titus to other people. Let me ask you a question for you to think about today as I think about it in my own life. When you show up in a person's life, do you bring comfort or do you bring discomfort? You know, some people, when you see them coming, you want to go the other way. Okay. I don't want to talk to them. Don't want to be around them. And other people, when you see them coming, you can't wait till they get there because they bring something of blessing to your life. And we need people like that in our lives. And we need to be those kind of people to other people. Why? Because God uses people like that to bring comfort and strength and improve the quality of of our lives. So the first thing that I hope will inspire you today to get more relationship wisdom in your life is to realize that the quality of your life improves on the basis of the quality of your relationships. Here's the second principle today. 
The quality of your relationships also determines the success of your life. Not just the quality of your life, but the success of your life. Now, I would submit to you today, and I think it's obviously very true that we would all agree with, all of us want to be successful. I've never found a person uh, who said, yeah, I just want to be a failure. I just hope my life is a fail, is, is a miserable failure. No, nobody wants that. We all want to be successful. And to be successful in life, we often measure ourselves in all kinds of ways. Think about it for a moment. Does this provide success to a person's life? Some people think so. They think if I can just get a certain amount of money that I'm going to be deemed successful. For some people, it's the position they hold or a title they have or an academic accomplishment they will have in their life. And they attach success to all these external kinds of things. And we think if I just get that, I will be, quote, a successful person. But I will tell you that you can have all those things in your life and not truly be a success for what profit is there in winning or being successful in all those areas if everyone dislikes you? What profit is it if you get to the highest pinnacles of life and you're there by yourself and you arrive to the highest mountain of success as the world would define it and there's nobody there with you? The biblical measure of real success is found in relationships. Certainly a relationship first with God. That's where success comes from. And then relationships with other people. Because when you get to the end of your life, and if you're conscious when you're about to breathe your last breath, I promise you, you're not going to ask to see your checkbook one more time. Can I see my investments? Can I count my money just one more time? You're not going to ask to see your car once again, or you're not going to ask to walk through your house. What you're going to want at that last moment in your life is you want people around you that you love and that love you. Why? Because relationships really define real success. So we have to change our perspective. And that's why if you want to be successful, the greatest place to seek success is not in money or position or or any of those things I've just described, but in the quality of your relationships. Paul again describes this for us. One of the most familiar passages in the New Testament. You've heard it, I'm sure, before. I've preached on it many times before. I'm going to take you back to this passage again today in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But as we go through it, I'm going to highlight two key words today, and I'll give them to you, and then we'll look at it in just a moment. The two key words are if and but. Say them with me. If and but. I want you to notice those two words as we go through this passage today. What are the two words again? If and but. But here we go, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Paul goes through a sequence of things in this particular case that related to, quote, spiritual success, spiritual accomplishments. 
And he describes, if you speak in the tongues of men, of angels, but you don't have love. If you give your body to be burned, but don't have love. Things that people would measure as a mark of success spiritually. And we could translate that to any mark of success. If I accomplish this, but I don't have love, I am nothing. What is Paul saying? Paul is saying the most important quality in your life It's the quality of love because love is not something that you experience alone. Love is experienced in relationship. You can't just experience love by yourself. If all you've fallen in love with is you, you've got a problem. Amen? Okay. If the only person you love is you, you need some help in your life. Amen? Okay. Because God didn't design us to just love ourselves. God designed us to love out of that secure relationship that we have with God, love other people also. So true success is about relationships, is about love. So can I ask you today, here's another question for you. How successful are you? You say, well, I've got a pretty good bank account, or I've got a nice house, I drive a nice car, I've got a great position at work. That's, that's wonderful, nothing wrong with any of that, but... How about your relationships? How successful are you really in your life? Do you have really successful relationships? Are you experiencing love in the relationships of your life? Here's our third quality today, our third portion or expression of wisdom. The quality of your relationships determines the level of your what? Productivity. So we've gone through three, three things now so far. Improve the quality of life. You improve the quality of your relationships define success in life, you improve the quality of your relationships, and if you want to be more productive in your life, you have to improve your relationships. It all comes back to relationships. Now, productivity is a very vital part of all that we do. God created you to be productive, and the word productive means to add value or worth to your world. And God wants you to add value and add worth to your world. In fact, you're happiest when you're adding value. When you're not adding value, you're missing something. You know I'm not functioning as I need to. God designed you to produce something with your life, to actually be productive. And productivity and joy go together. You're more joyous or more happy when you are productive with your life. Jesus taught us this principle. He gave a story one time. It's called the parable of the talents. And he talked about a master who called three of his servants together and gave them some gifts. To one, he gave five talents or five bags of gold. To another, two. And to another, one. And he says, I'm going away. Do something with what I gave you. Be productive. I'm coming back to check up on you later on. And so after a long time, he came back. And please note what happens here. And you're going to see the connection between productivity and joy or happiness. And then we'll tie this into relationships in a moment. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have done what? Gained. I've been productive. I've gained five more. Now notice what happens, what the master says. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Now notice this. Come and share your master's what? Because you've been productive, now you step into another level of happiness. The happiest, some of the happiest people in the world are those who are doing something with their life. 
They're being productive with their life. They're not sitting back and wasting their talents or not investing in something that is adding value or worth to people around them. And so we see, according to Scripture, that productivity is related to happiness. One translation actually uses the word joy here. Enter into the joy of your master, the happiness of your master. So happiness, joy, linked to productivity. And if we want more happiness and joy, we must be more productive. So the question becomes, how do we become more productive? Well, there are lots of things we could talk about today. There's discipline and application of your work ethic and all those kind of things we could talk about that makes a person productive. But there's one thing that's often missed. You know what makes you most productive? The relationships of your life. Let me show you from the opposite example of this. When you're in a, when you're in a situation, a work environment where there's anger and jealousy and strife and contention and bitterness and bickering. How productive is that environment? Not very. If you work in an office that is filled with office politics and people kind of fighting with one another and talking behind everybody's back and struggling with each other and there's jealousy in the environment, you're not going to be as productive as you could possibly be. Why? Because productivity doesn't happen at its highest levels in those environments. You're most productive when your relationships are going well. When do you have your best day at work? When you leave the house with a good interaction with your spouse, right? Okay. If you have a big fight before you leave for work in the morning, you probably carry some of that with you into your job, right? And it's going to take you a couple of three hours in the morning to ever get going because you're still, you're still having a conversation in your head with that person back at your house, okay? You can't think about your work because there's a lot of things you wanted to say that you didn't get said before you left the house. You're still dealing with all this kind of stuff going on in your mind. And finally, you get into the day about noon, you kind of get into your work. Why? Because you kind of had to work through the relationship stuff. Can I get an amen right there, okay? Some of you act like you've been there before, okay? You know what I'm talking about today, okay? But it happens in all realms of life. And so if you want to be productive... The smoother your relationships are, the more you invest in relationships, the more productivity will be a part of your life. The Bible teaches us this. It's not far into Scripture. It's right in the Bible. Look at what it says in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. Two are better than one. Two are better than one because they have a good, what? Return for their labor. They're more productive when we're in right relationship with each other. It's a very interesting story in Genesis chapter 11. Let me kind of give you a basis of the story, and then we'll look at a particular verse. It was a time in human history when people who were anti-God decided they wanted to build their own structure to worship. It was called the Tower of Babel. Okay. So they're going to build this great, ba- this great tower going up into the sky. Okay. And God looks down and says, we've got a problem here because if they do this, obviously they're going to exalt themselves. They're worshiping the wrong God. So I'm going to destroy this. I'm going to actually divide up the nation so they can't talk. They will never talk the same language any longer. They have different languages. And that's what we see happening with the fall of the Tower of Babel and all the languages that begin to be dispersed throughout humanity. And here's the reason for it. Notice what it says here in Genesis chapter 11, verse 6. And the Negative example is a positive principle for us. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then, read the rest with me, nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. 
God says, I've learned something. I see something in humanity that they're learning. They're learning that if they're unified, then there's nothing impossible for them. And here's the principle that when we're unified in our homes and unified in our work environments, we find that lots of things are far more possible than impossible in our life. We become productive. Improving your relationships will always improve the productivity of your life. Here's our fourth lesson. The quality of your relationships determines your usefulness to God. Why do you need to work on your relationships? Because they, working on your relationships, improving them, will make you more useful to God. Listen closely this morning. Every person in this room, those of you in our Frederick campus today, those who are watching online, anyone that will be watching this message anytime in the future, I want to tell you something today. You are born with a God-designed purpose, a God-designed destiny. You are not an accident. You are not an accident. When you were formed in your mother's womb, God gave you giftings. He gave you ability and he gave a destiny. He has a destiny for your life. We're gifted, every person, you're gifted by God to be a blessing to this world. In fact, I'm going to ask you to say something with me this morning. I don't do this regularly, but I would ask you to affirm this with me. I want you to say with me together, I am blessed by God. I am gifted by God to be a blessing to my world. Say it again. I am blessed by God. I am gifted by God to be a blessing to my world. God put you on this planet because there's a work for you to do that only you can do. Nobody else can do that work. Why? Because you're unique. There's something unique about you and there's a way that God can use you that he can't use other people. And it's true for that person to your right and to your left and in front of you and behind you and all throughout this worship center. We're all unique gifts of God, are we not? And God made you for a purpose. He wants to use you to advance his kingdom. So he has something he wants to do in the world. And how does God get his work done in the world? He gets his work done in the world through people, all of us. We're used by God to accomplish God's work in the world. But oftentimes, here's the problem, we get... Although we're called to be useful to God, we get sidetracked from our usefulness. Let's just go ahead and confess today. Raise your hand. How many of you have ever been sidetracked from God? Okay, a little bit. That's about most of the, the rest of you are perfect. I'm understanding here. You can put, raise your hand up. You guys can go ahead and dismiss yourself from the service if you'd like to do so. I've been sidetracked at times. Have you? God wanted to use me in a certain way, but I'm sidetracked, okay? I'm, not, I'm, I'm missing the mark here. I'm off the rails, we sometimes say, okay? And sometimes we get off the rails. We miss the mark. We get sidetracked from what God wants us to do. And there are lots of different ways we get sidetracked. It's not my purpose today to talk about all the different ways that we get sidetracked. But I will tell you one way you'll get sidetracked is when your relationships, your relationships are messed up. And that's why the devil likes to work on your relationships. The devil loves to get into a marriage and mess up a marriage. Why? Because if he can mess up a marriage, he can hinder your usefulness to God. That's why he wants to get involved in your friendships and mess them up. Because if he can mess up any relationship of your life, it's going to affect your usefulness to God. You will not be as confident, as capable, as willing to serve because you're focused on what you're dealing with and the pain of your own soul, the pain of your own relationships. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, 
to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now. And it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Hi, this is Pastor Dale O'Shields of Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I want to invite you to tune in to our weekly radio program titled Practical Living right here on WAVA. And I also would encourage you to join us for one of our weekend worship services. All the information about services and locations can be found at our website at church-redeemer.org. That's church-redeemer.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.